0: vantage point racing podcast all you ever wanted to know about racehorse ownership and more go behind the scenes with me ilka Sarah levesque and get to know the stars of this wonderful sport of kings hi everybody welcome to the christmas episode of the vantage point racing club podcast today is episode 19 how's it going steven
1: very well thank you ilka episode 19 yeah time goes so fast uh... First episode must have been about 18 months ago i guess and yes getting ready for christmas we must get this particular episode out before the big day on the 25th
0: yep exactly well um i mean i guess you'll do your best because you're the editor and everything else with this podcast
1: well not today i'm going to let you choose the order really i've got uh, various topics to talk about uh, we've got uh just once uh how the stable's going we got art and horse racing and what else we got oh we got new members we got lots to talk about so i'll let you you choose really
0: yeah really uh lots to talk about well the, it was such a nice surprise that that twitter post of yours um generated so much interest in naming the cult um well you do you have the list of names
1: yes we uh i put a post on my own uh podcast page the paddock and the pavilion for from you uh trying to get some suggestions for names for just once this is foal uh by golden horn and we got some great suggestions one of them came from richard hoyles the uh very well-known itv racing commentator
0: yes solo trumpet or trumpet trumpet
1: solo better get it right i mean he he, he (laughs) might be he might be listening
0: (laughs) yeah trumpet solo um uh yeah and there were some other really nice ones so i was just like get that the list is growing and um I, i'll give it another couple of weeks and then um then we can close the competition so to say
1: well good to see that uh, richard was uh, was watching the video uh and a few other names we got we got uni Horn from shane Meany. he's a friend of mine in uh, uh near sydney a uniquely gold from anita cook elemental from ellen gibson the boogler from mark who's known as the racing blade on twitter and the alchemist by james norbury
0: yeah and james is also a member of the vantage point racing club so that's great he likes to stay under the radar but he he does uh take part in these things so i hope to see him at the races soon
1: what do you think to the names?
0: I know, they're very good. And I had uh, Anna Pugh sent in some suggestions. And like you said uh, on the other podcasts, Nick and Debbie have sent in suggestions. It's going to be – now it's like the choice is not going to be easy, is it?
1: No. No favoritism then for Richard Hoyles.
0: Mm, we'll, we shall see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But speaking of Australia, um, we should uh, welcome um, one of the newest members carolyn to um i guess you'll invite her to do an interview right
1: yeah i've been in contact with this is carolyn hero pyro uh pyro yeah pyro and she lives in
0: victoria like melbourne australia
1: yes i've been in contact with her um via whatsapp to do a an interview for hopefully the next podcast in january
0: yeah exactly when you join the club you can't uh, have stage fright you always got to go for the interviews.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure she'll be fine. I mean, how did she become a member being in Australia?
0: It's a funny story. Um, she, What she did was she bought a lucky horseshoe from Ilea, that, my daughter, that has um, the Etsy shop, Ilea's Crafts. Um, so she found her by chance on Etsy and bought a lucky horseshoe. And when she placed the order, sometimes you can leave a little note and – and it seemed really sincere and i think she bought it for her father so um i wrote a few words and uh, and a little note and i think it was a mystic dragon's shoe at the time so we we i even printed out a little picture cuz you could tell i was she was a racing fan so that kind of ever since then um it sealed like you know she started following every horse and then I would send her a picture or two, and she just um, started following us from there. And then one day she had a, a some winnings of betting. I don't remember which one she bet, but it was like one of those 33-to-1 shots probably. And then she said, you know what, I'm going to join the club. And that's what she did. So it's, it's great that the club is growing like that as well.
1: Well, we'll have to get her to give us a name for the, the foal. When's the deadline going to be set for the, for the names?
0: Mm, let's say end of January. I didn't really think about the deadline.
1: But we're, all, we're still looking for suggestions, aren't we? So uh, keep, uh, keep sending in the, the names.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Speaking of horses, Carolyn has been uh, frantically trying to watch uh, the Vantage Point Racing Club members and stable members of St Wendred's on the TV in Australia. The, the stable remains in form.
0: Yeah, we had a good week last week and uh, it was raining cats and dogs at Chelmsford, but we had a winner and a second that was nice Um, once a day. Now, winner at two and winner at three. And I think we can have some fun with him this winter. But boy, oh boy, that was it was one of the when it rains and you go out for 30 seconds and you're soaked and it never stopped from the first race to the last race. And basically, we were we had two runners that day, so it was like soaked to the bone.
1: This was at Chelmsford on the 7th of December where once a day was first and daring greatly was second at 150s.
0: Yeah, you could have gotten her at 250 to one. And I kept telling people she's not as bad as you think. But um, yeah, and then uh, Kingwell was second beating the neck, the club horse. When was that? Two days before on the fifth Yeah,
1: fifth, fifth, yeah.
0: Under Kieran Schumach. That was a great run. Really bad draw. Had to overcome a bad draw. He was drawn 12-12 and you know, had to use up some energy to get to the position. He needs to be ridden handy and um, so had to use up some energy leaving the gate to get to where we needed to be and then was a perfectly executed ride and then just got pipped on the line. But, you know, that's racing. But the horse uh, ran a great race.
1: And King Wells due out again soon.
0: He's got an entry for next week. We shall see, and um, White Mist will be going back. And Bella just ran again; just got beat two lengths the other night. Um, didn't run back, didn't disgrace herself either. Uh, things didn't really go to plan, but that's racing as well. You got to take it on your chin—the highs and the lows.
1: But good to have the stable in form, though. It must be—you uh, must have a better buzz at work when you when everyone's doing well.
0: Yeah, I wish I had some more horses in here. Then you know, then you could keep that momentum going. It's always it is like sadly a numbers game racing so keep that name in the paper
1: but a good time to advertise with christmas coming up uh, the chance of being a vantage point racing club member for 20 pounds a month
0: oh yeah i think it's good value it's a great uh, group of people and um you know you you're always i've never had to turn anybody down with a ticket you know and then sometimes you if there's spares uh, for other runners i always Make that available as well. You know, like the other night, Daring Greatly, um, none of her connections could make it. So I just said, anybody wants to go, let me know. So I think it is value for money.
1: Talking of horses, how is Just Once? Getting fitter?
0: Yeah, getting fitter. She's she's exactly the same. Like she, she hasn't changed one bit. Uh, she looks, you know, she's getting fitter and um, she's full of beans. When she came, we did her teeth the other day, they needed to be done. And um, when she came, she had some rain rot, you know, just from living out as a brood mare. So had to clip her up and then one patch is right on her back, like where the saddle goes. So that kind of has to heal before I put I'm gonna put a roller on her um at the end of the week. And um that's hopefully, that's healing good now with the with the air getting to it and I've been able to treat it a little bit, but it was all crusty, and you need to be careful. You don't want to get give her a saddle sore, but she's um, ready to roll.
1: And do you keep or do you get regular updates on how her foal is?
0: Yeah, they're busy over there too with all the sales and stuff. But um, Stefan talks to them regularly. Um, I'll I'll get another. We're always like, send us another video, but don't want to be the pain. I mean, I guess now it's going to be. The last uh, sale is over, and now it's like the quiet before the storm. I don't know how many they got to fall down this year so. We'll get them to send us another video before they have their sleepless nights.
1: Well, we found out from the last podcast that um, Nat Rose had, had watched some of the videos.
0: Yeah, I sent her some. He's just on his ugly duckling face when they just they look like in between fall and and yearling They really go go through the different stages, and it's not always pretty, but he's cute.
1: Net Rose being uh, the uh, lucky person who won a 1% share, buying just one draw ticket.
0: Yeah, we did that. Uh, We did two really nice raffles this summer for the New Market Open Day and the National Racehorse Week, so she was the lucky winner.
1: Ilker, it's about time we heard from our special guest today. I forgot to mention it earlier in the show. Mandy Dearsley, one of your, I think, one of your original artists. She's from the Essex countryside, and I spoke to her recently. It's taken us a while to get to Mandy on the podcast, but I had a really relaxing chat with Mandy about a week ago, and this is what she had to say about her art and her style. Hello, Mandy. Thanks for agreeing to join us on the Vantage Point Racing Club podcast, episode 19.
2: Whoa, that's um, yeah, that's good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Before we chat about art and horse racing, Mandy, I'd like to find out more about you and your art. How did you first get started in art? Is it family? Is it where you come from?
2: Um. It's just one of those things I've always done. I think my parents used to shove a crayon in my hand to keep me keep me out of mischief when I was a very little girl. And uh, they, they just always encouraged me, really.
1: So, so, so uh, how how young were you when you first sort of started drawing or painting?
2: Extremely young, apparently. Um, I think my mother said about two, when I could just about hold something. It was vaguely distinguishable that I was scribbling, but uh, yeah, very young
1: and you're self-taught is that right
2: yes yeah um yes my parents did want me to go to art school but um I thought I knew better and uh, at the time it was more of a foundation course and then you went on to be either a graphic artist or a jeweler or something like that and I to be quite truthful, as a younger girl I felt a bit silly saying I wanted to be an artist because there was no course no job and no guidance really so um yeah I gave it a miss and um uh, yeah, but it's, it's always been in, in the background, and then bit by bit, it, it came to the fore again and uh, made it more of a profession.
1: So you were following another career while you were doing art?
2: I Yes, a yeah. few sort of muddled things. I, d- I did actually train as a hairdresser originally, but... Um, that didn't really interest me and then eventually I, I ended up working in an art gallery for um there's an art gallery near where I lived and the chapel offered me a little part-time job to begin with and I suppose that's when it started um yeah I started going back to the art
1: well it's also and good also, if you can follow a dream isn't it
2: yes um I also at that point learned um picture framing as well which is sort of 50 50 of my income my you know um it so where I am professional picture frame as well so the two work very well together
1: so you can always spot a good frame then when you're seeing pictures in a gallery
2: oh, yes <laughs> sometimes I forget to look at them but uh, if it's a bad one you notice it which is it's the whole point you know a frame is meant to enhance not take over the work and if it takes over then that's not doing its job
1: how would you describe your art and your your style <laughs>
2: the question um i don't have one style it does vary a little bit um i go through from i do animal portraits you know dogs horses etc that tends to be mostly in pastel Um, and then i do a lot of charcoals which are a looser freer style and recently i've started playing around with acrylics which is something for some reason i've never tried So, I've had a few goes with those, and Ilka's actually got three, two or three. Yeah, three. Three of my more recent ones are in the acrylic, and uh, yeah, she's got them in the gallery at the moment. And subject wise, mostly animals, dogs, horses, obviously, um, cattle. I have got, I've actually got a commission for Christmas to do sheep, which is a bit different.
1: And you do sculptures as well, don't you?
2: Yes, yes. I I must admit I don't do as much sculpture. Um, partly time, you know, it, it's quite a um, time-consuming thing to do. But I learned I learned the basics of that actually in a little cold barn in the middle of Suffolk, in the middle of the Suffolk countryside, as a lovely man, Miles Robinson, and he he just did courses, taught you the basics of the technical side, really. And left the, um, you know, the art and design up to to whomever. So, yeah, that's uh, that's quite – I like it. I like the sculpting, the modelling bit, but the actual chemicals on that are a bit smelly, a bit harsh, really.
1: You've so, got some sculptures at uh, at Art and Horse Racing, haven't you?
2: Yes, yes. Hilka's got – she's got – yeah, she's got the hairs. It's four hairs, and she's got chicken as well. But the hairs, they're, they're – in style, they're similar to some of the charcoal drawings I I do, which is where they evolve, evolve from. So they're not hundred percent lifelike; they're more quirky. I suppose that's a good good description of a lot of my work. It's got a little bit of quirkiness to it.
1: So, where does the attraction of of animals come in? Is it because you you've ridden horses and you've got dogs? Uh
2: yeah. I think it's just a, a lifelong passion really you, know, you you either you like animals or you don't i think and um yeah it's just that's what i like that's what makes me happy so
1: so someone who's ridden horses for most of their life the chance of um, displaying their art at uh, st wendry's a uh, uh, practicing horse racing yard must have been really appealing well, to you
2: that's win-win isn't it yes it's um stuff of dreams really. I mean it's the, the setting is beautiful. Um and to me, I mean art and horse horses, they just go together. Um it's and it's not, not just me, there's a few of the girls, a few of the artists either have horses or have equestrian connections as well. So it's, it's obviously something that does work the two together. And uh yeah it's it's I suppose if you know from Elka's point of view, she's got her owners and they go and visit so they go and visit the horses which is very nice and then they can look at the art as well which is a little cherry on the top really isn't it, it
1: certainly is and there's, there's such variety at art and horse racing
2: yes yeah it's not just horses i think you know, perhaps some people the first first thought would be it's just lots of paintings of horses but no there's there's still lives birds cats um, one of the new artists, I think she's an American lady. um she's done some barn paintings from inside the barn. I've seen some of those on Instagram, and uh, you know, sort of inside looking out at the countryside and there's one with a cat in the doorway, which is rather good and yeah, there's a real variety of stuff.
1: you mentioned Instagram you've got uh your work on Instagram. is that something that uh, attracts people to your work?
2: It helps. I must have <laughs> it was supposed to be solely for the art and I think my dog was rather taken over, so it's it's 50-50, but yes, yes, it gets some interest. Um I really ought to do a little bit more on it if I'm honest, but um it's, oh, there, it's there's a, a cue for
1: you there, isn't there? There's a cue for you there, there to yes. do more work, isn't it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also it's it's inspiration, you know, there's a lot of artists on, on Instagram. So the people you follow, the people with the pop up, they think, oh, that's a nice idea. And All artists get inspiration somewhere. So you see an idea you like and then it evolves and you turn it into your own idea. So, yeah, it's a good source of inspiration, I think.
1: So being part of art and horse racing and being part with other artists has helped to inspire you in other ways as well?
2: Definitely. Yeah. I must admit, I hadn't painted horses for quite a long time other than commissions. and obviously with Ilka's gallery, it's uh yeah, it's pushing me in that direction again. And um, I've got a few ideas that I'd like to try and evolve, perhaps after Christmas at the moment, it's sort of silly season work-wise with the framing and commissions. But maybe in the new year, yeah, I've got a few ideas that I'd like to try and
1: and where have you had your work uh, on display? And and do you get commissions as well, you've mentioned, for your work?
2: Yeah. Um Commissions are usually word of mouth, I always find works best, but I've had various galleries through Essex and Suffolk that I've exhibited in, um, some of which unfortunately have closed now. Uh, there's a very nice gallery actually in the village I live in, um, Gieden Gallery, which is a converted barn, and it's a beautiful setting, and um, Jacqueline, the owner, she's she's got quite a few London connections as well, so there's various art club societies like New England and Art Club and what have you exhibit there. But I I exhibit as well. Um she's had that. I've been exhibiting with Maggie Hamblin recently. She had she had a couple of paintings in, in the most recent exhibition. So uh yeah, she has a, a good variety of work. And I also do some of the um like Suffolk show, agricultural shows. And um there's one in the um, next spring that I'm working towards in the church in Sudbury. And that's uh, SAS, I think it's success after the show. It is a charity run one, but it is quite a, an upmarket church exhibition rather than the run of the mill ones. It's a nice exhibition.
1: And of course, you're at artandhorseracing.com. We must oh, get yes. the website in. Yes. <laughs> They've got a Christmas yeah. countdown exhibition at the moment uh, until the 23rd mm. of December.
2: Yes, I mean that that is a lovely opportunity, really. It's this, as I say, it's a beautiful setting and and such a good idea. Just the two go hand in hand, I think. And uh Ilka's very um well she's very energetic and very she has lots of ideas. Um I think she's joined oh, I'm not sure what it's called, but there's some art show that is at Cheltenham Race Course and possibly Ascot next year. She she will tell you what, what it's called. I, I can't off, off the top of my head, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, she's taking some of our paintings along there, apparently. Oh, that's so, great
1: news. Um, um, I'll that'd be find good, that yeah. Out later, I mean, she's, yeah.
2: Probably, she's probably having some good fun as well, you know, going to new places, meeting new people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
1: Well, that's the joy of, um, and, and presumably as well, being part of Art and Horse Racing, it's connecting you with a, a different audience as well, or audience or, or, or people who might uh, then buy your your work.
2: Well, yes, it's um, a slightly different area, which always helps, and as you say, different people. Um, and I must admit, there's there's one that is a little bit of a, a telling. Is the um, there's some few people that on Instagram that pop up that have started following you, and you think they've obviously come via Ilka's art and horse racing. So yeah, it does add to your audience, as it were, which is good.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Mandy, for being part of. Uh the Vantage Point Racing Club podcast, episode 19. A very Merry Christmas to you and a, and a Happy New Year. And hopefully you will see you again at St. Wendred's during 2024.
2: Let's hope so, yes. Well, Thank you very much for inviting me and a Happy Christmas to you. And yeah, let's hope next year's a good one.
1: Mandy was one of your very first artists as part of Art and Horse Racing Ilke.
0: Yeah, so she was part of the inaugural exhibition on Guinea's weekend, and she did quite well. She she made some sales that weekend. She works in pastel, watercolor, and also I have two acrylics, which is kind of like a new medium for her. And then um, also I have resin hairs, so her hairs are really nice and hairs are always popular. But she has this really cool watercolor hair here which looks Art Deco, like in the Art Deco kind of style. So um, I really like that painting. Come and see it. And the special thing about her work is she frames it all herself. I mean, some artists do, others don't. But she, she, uh, when you buy one of her paintings, they've all been framed by herself. And, um, you know, they're really reasonably priced if you know what the price of getting them professionally framed is.
1: And Mandy was at your National Racehorse Horse Week event uh, when she met her friend Kate Stevens.
0: Yeah, she came to see uh, Kate do the physio demo. She's uh, Kate is the, the horse physio we use, so she came to see her. She's known Kate since she was a little girl. That's kind of how that connection came about. Um, Kate suggested her when I came up with this idea. So, yeah, it's good to have Mandy on board, and I'm glad she finally agreed to do an interview.
1: Yeah, what's amazing about Mandy, she she's self-taught. It's incredible how these artists the, the passion they've got for a subject and that they're, they're they're teaching themselves.
0: Yeah. I guess you need the talent and then you need to put the work in. I guess that's the same with everything, right? You always you have to put the the hours in.
1: But her work yeah. has been popular though.
0: Yes, yeah, definitely. I, you know, it fits into the uh under the banner of the beauty of nature. You know, like I said hares and and um all kinds of wildlife dogs horses as well, so yeah, definitely.
1: the latest art and horse racing newsletter you're invited is out today,
0: yeah, just another call- shout out to people that are local that um I'm doing the um Christmas countdown exhibition here, so um come on out it's uh ten a m to six p m But we'll be back open anyway on Boxing Day. But, um, yeah, there's a few little things, like, for gifts, and you don't need to spend thousands. So we have some smaller artworks. That's kind of what I was highlighting in the latest newsletter. So also sign up to the newsletter and um, pay us a visit.
1: How how do uh, people sign up to the newsletter?
0: Either get in touch and I can add you, or you can go on the website, www. (laughs) whatever, um, dot art and horse com. And then there's an embed form, like a, you know, a registration form kind of thing. You can fill that out. That'll take you directly to the MailChimp.
1: Yeah. We'll add the, um, full address of the website on the podcast bio and also a chance now to remind members to follow vantage point racing on Twitter or whatever you want to call it now, probably X, which is, which is at, vantage point rac and art and horse racing which is on instagram at art dot and horse racing and you've also got a website art and horseracing.com
0: yeah thanks for that Stephen. yep that's that's it
1: and you've, i think we've, we've mentioned it before we've got 23 artists plans for more artists
0: uh more artists why well, regularly getting some applications or meeting with people but um Uh, the one in the latest newsletter Katrina from Oregon I don't know if she's within the 23 artists that does like rural landscapes and barns and and wildlife from the Pacific Northwest yeah her work just arrived yesterday and then I have the work that just arrived from Italy and um I'm waiting on another um artist that specializes in sporting art so we'll see if i cannot get some cricket paintings as well just for you
1: (laughs) and just remind listeners of the christmas countdown exhibition where some of the uh, art you've just been talking about will be included
0: yeah it's um every day from 10 a.m to 6 p.m so just regular stable hours we're here and i'll give you a tour and Most of the art is, or all of the art is on display. And, um, yeah, come and enjoy it and take in the sights.
1: And it will be closed for a couple of days over Christmas?
0: Well, we do Christmas, I put my foot down, the German way. So Christmas is uh, on Christmas Eve, like the opening, the presents. Obviously, Elia doesn't believe in Santa Claus anymore. I I always, like, regret, I always wanted to... (laughs) hire one of those Santas and, and give her not a fright, but like, uh, you know, when they start thinking, "Mm, I don't think Santa Claus exists. I thought I wanted to trick her, but I never did that anyway. So she's figured it out a long time ago, obviously. And, um, we do the Christmas, the presents on Christmas Eve and then Christmas day, we take it easy. And then boxing day, we're back to normal. We don't have any jumpers running on boxing day. So um we can take it easy on christmas day
1: so what about the french french way does that not feature
0: no the french way is like in england i think i guess it's um yeah that's that that's how they do it on christmas morning but Stefan had to make some sacrifices
1: but the odd job man is keeping busy though
0: no he's always busy yeah. yeah yeah no rest for the wicked
1: Well, perhaps next year you might have um, Just Once running on Boxing Day. You never know.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind that. I don't need any days off. But anyway, then the gallery will be – we'll just uh, keep it closed on Christmas. But like I said in my newsletter, if anybody has a gift emergency, I'm in the yard anyway, so come on by. Other than that, uh, the gallery will be back open at normal hours, 10 to 6 on Boxing Day.
1: And we must remind listeners to, uh, well, more listeners to uh, tune in to the podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, and also ask them to rate, review and subscribe to the Vantage Point Racing Club podcast. And share. And share, yeah. We're a bit random today. We haven't got the uh, production skills of Debbie Nichols, who's hard at work, so we're missing her today. So we've been a bit all over the place. So that's about all I've got for episode 19, Ilka. It's hard to believe it's episode 20 in January 2024. Thanks for all your help in the past year for the podcast. And congratulations on launching Art and Horse Racing, which I'm sure will go from strength to strength next year.
0: Well, thank you so much, Stephen. And yeah, that's a wrap for this year. I just wanted to say uh, Merry Christmas to all the listeners. Hope to see some of you local ones um, popping into the gallery or visiting the yard. And um, if I don't see you before Christmas, I I just wanted to also wish everybody a happy new year. and, And we'll see you and hear from you all in January.
1: And keep sending in those names.
0: Exactly. Keep sending in those names. Join the Vantage Point Racing Club today. Watch the horses that you put your money in run their race. Free racing tickets. Meet the horses and the team, including the jockey, trainer, physio, and everyone else. Come to open days and get a welcome gift. Get weekly updates on all the horses in the club. New to racing? Not to worry. You will learn all about it. Ask questions anytime. Tune into my month-to-month podcast featuring racehorse ownership, info, and more. All just for 20 pounds a month. We look forward to meeting you here at St. Gwynn If you love racing, come and share it.